So you've got a podcast or an idea for a podcast or no ideas yet, but you want to start a podcast. Whatever stage you're at, G Media Solutions is here to help you take your podcast to the next level. We are a podcast production company based in Atlanta that specializes in audio recording, video live streaming, and all the elements you need to make your podcast thrive. To fulfill your podcast needs, contact us on Facebook and or Instagram at G Media ATL. Before the start of this episode, I wanted to tell you about another podcast that I am producing for my friend Aisha. It's called the Botanica Podcast. I wonder what she thinks of that pronunciation. But anyway, <laughs> uh, here's a trailer for the podcast. You can subscribe to it uh, anywhere you get your podcast, just like ours. Here it is. Oh, Welcome to the Botanica Podcast. This is your host, Aisha. Listen in as we discuss topics like love, health, sex, relationships, and even alternative medicine. We stream live every Sunday at 8 on Facebook. Listen to the Botanica Podcast on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to stop by our Botanica every Sunday. We have a lot to share. There's another podcast I want to tell you guys about. It's called The Barber and the Bartender. There's a barber, there's a bartender, and they talk about pop culture, sports, music. And of course, because one of them's a bartender, there's going to be a drink of the day and he'll give you a little history on different libations. So uh, tune into The Barber and the Bartender on Spotify, Apple Podcast. They're on Facebook. Here's the trailer for their podcast. Come to my chair, you catch a fade or get a taste. This shit gonna hurt tomorrow. Mm-mm. But it tastes good today. It's gonna hurt right now. I'm at the bar mixing up drinks and conversation. Yeah, no, I'm just a part-time dirtbag. Don't do that. You're a superstar. Yeah, we the ones you talk to and we your favorite. I'm a barber. You know what I'm saying? Niggas put it got their permanent hair, I know. You know what I'm saying? I just said that's like, my hero. You gonna hold it on the perm? First of all, niggas that have nappy hair, put permanent <laughs> hair, have baby hair. It's the barber and the bartender, the best podcast in the nation. Welcome to By the Time You Hear This Podcast. I'm Greg. And we are doing a throwback episode this week. We're going back to episode 160. They'll just keep applauding. On this episode, we had Abraham and we talked about the film, The Five Heartbeats. It's one of the funniest discussions that we've ever had. We took it upon ourselves to take some certain moments from the film and made it uh, a little bit darker, a little bit grittier. And it came back around to being funny again. And I think it includes one of the funniest moments in the history of our podcast. Uh, Just wait for the part where we talk about the scene where the group essentially breaks up. So uh, I think that's one of the greatest moments uh, on the podcast. And I think you'll enjoy it if you have not heard it yet. So let's throw it back to episode 160. They'll just keep applauding. And we will be back with a new episode very soon. Peace. We started this episode with the the one of the couple of talent show scenes um, in which the, they had to 
follow a house rule in which only the band can play the song. They the can't the play their own rule. song. That was it was so stupid. But then it, it was just it, it was chaos. That that entire sequence was chaos, yeah. and somehow they won. But, uh, <laughs> but let's 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 start from the beginning. We're talking about the five heartbeats, y'all. We're talking about the five heartbeats. Let's start from the beginning. You want to know how? Um, what's the guy's name? Eddie. What's his name? Eddie. Eddie King Jr. Eddie King Jr. Eddie King. You know how you know you ain't shit. When you playing a poker game, they got somebody posted at the door to lock it just in case we you try to run. <laughs> yeah, they, hold you on, try nah. to cheat. Hold on, they, yeah, yeah, this ain't gonna happen. Today ain't Wednesday, nigga. It's Thursday. It ain't gonna happen like you did last week. <laughs> Why did so, he jump through the window like an action movie? <laughs> <laughs> they locked the door. They locked the door. Oh, God, he had was, to get out. That was hilarious. Um, so my first thought I had was like overly dramatic music when with the magazine cover. Like the where are they now? Yeah, the cover of Rolling Stone. Like okay, this was I I, I told you about that. Um, nineteen sixty five talent contest. Were the house bands this good? They do everybody's song. Yeah, they were just they sounded great, much better than the equipment would have sounded back. <laughs> uh, and, and, and I know y'all gonna approach this from the music aspect of it, but it's a lot of things. So. Um, apparently at the talent show they bring um, fruits and vegetables to throw at people they don't like. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, there is a madam there with show hoes, and um, you know Rooster, the, the guy with the red hair. Mm-hmm. He was talking to the girl, and the girl's whole thing was she got her girlfriends to go out there and throw themselves at the guy to get more get more yeah. popularity. Well, huh. yeah, at that at what well, at yeah, at that yeah. talent show. Yeah, yeah. Um I think that girl died when when Eddie saw him to her. <laughs> 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 like she first off, first off. She either died or she had an orgasm. She had a she had a she had an orgasm slash stroke in that chair. Like that chair had a well, puddle. That in seemed it. to be a theme for all the performances where they would serenade somebody. Like, the woman would just lose control of herself, and I'm just like, who wrote this? Like, this is so disrespectful. Uh, Robert Townsend Robert and Ken Ivory Wayans Ken Ivory Wayans, yeah. this. Yeah, this is hilarious. It's not that. They were sitting in the meeting, I want these niggas to sing so good that these girls just screaming in their drawers. Like, I don't know if that's possible. We're going to make it possible. We're going to make it possible. It's going to happen. This is 1990. We, we the writers. We, we the writers. This oh, no, excuse me. This is 1988 when we wrote this. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it was written in 1988, and uh, it was picked up, but then they, uh, the studio changed their minds, so Keen Ivory Wayne just moved on to develop in Living Color, and then Robert Townsend got, um, then another studio picked it up. After Hollywood Shuffle, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what could- Could you imagine the Wayans in this movie, though? Because they were going to they were gonna cast some yeah. of the Wayans in this movie. I mean, it, 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 yeah, I could, I could see that. <laughs> Like choir, like for the for the longest time, I thought Choir Boy was um was um Marlon Co- Wayans, Courtney Vance, or Courtney B Vance. Yeah, I thought that was Courtney B Vance for the I longest time. I can kind of see that. I, was I like, can kind of see that. I think that's um that it's Tico Wells, and he played, and I've referenced this before. I think on the podcast, the episode of Different Strokes with the dude with the bike shop, and uh, he played Arnold's friend, Arnold's best friend. They got. That well, almost, almost, almost. They found him passed out, but he still had his jeans. Touch on. and go. <laughs> but like in real life, he got he got no. molested. No, no. I, it was why he on that show. That no, episode no, no. of that show. With different struggles with the uh, black guy, Derek Gary Coleman. The with white Gary guy. Coleman. Yeah, his brother. 
And Willis? Yeah. It wasn't Willis that was almost molested. No, it was his older brother, right? No, Will, Willis played the older brother. It was Arnold and the guy who plays Choir Boy was his best friend. This was like but what, Willis 10 years got before. molested. Willis did not get no molested. No one did. Someone got molested. No in one real got life. molested. They almost did. No, no, on no, the no. show. On the he show, yes. Did. Yes, on the show, I remember that. But one of the characters You mean in real life? In real life, yes. Was like on one of those shows when he was coming out saying he was sexually abused. I could believe that. It was Hollywood. I thought back that might have been the daughter. No, nah, no, nah, nah, I distinctly remember how big his lips was. He was black. Whoa. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> Sounds like Dave Chappelle breathing all the white man's air. <laughs> what was his name? I'm going to look it up while we got it on here. Oh, man. Go ahead and go with the show. I'm going to prove right, myself. All um, right. I had to look up if the character of Baby Girl had a name. Oh, Baby Doll? Yeah. Oh, I mean, excuse me, Baby Doll? That was just her name, Baby she Doll. She did not. Yeah, Troy Byer. Baby Doll. <laughs> um. Uh. Okay. I guess since Abe brought this up, that none of these characters ain't shit. Uh, JT is in the lead for the most ain't shit character. In so the whole funny film. enough, I when I saw him, I was like, why? Did, at the beginning, I was like, he looks like a mix between David Ruffin and Powerline. <laughs> And I was like, oh, shit, that's the dude who played David Ruffin before he played David Ruffin. All right. He was practicing. All right. I did my own little research. Mm-hmm. Ty Bridges was on Dr. Oz talking about how he was abused and he was in different strokes. That's what you remember. While, while he was on the show. And I think it was like an uncle or something. It wasn't. Nobody on the show touched It him. wasn't. Okay. It was at his house. God, but I, I, <laughs> I didn't mean to say it like that. I didn't mean to say he was at his house. <laughs> Forgive me, Jesus. It's yes, late. Please. Okay. Um. So why why I bring up JT like that is during the show or during while because I was wondering like how long is this song with Flash and the Ebony Spark? That seems like that song went on for ten minutes. And then they start taking their shirts off and. But JT is is on the side. And he's looking at one girl. Oh, he's looking at all the all the girls, but he's looking at one, and um, and then Flash sees him looking at her, so he goes to sing to her, and then he looks at another girl, which turns out to be his who was his girlfriend the entire time. <laughs> and I'm like, she didn't see you. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you. Let me, let me tell you something. You pit one scene, and you pit one person. I got, I got ain't shit for all of them. Oh, we, I, we're going one, uh, oh, yeah. one at a time. But that specific scene, that girl played her cards wrong because them niggas left. <laughs> How was she going to get home? Because her man walked off. Like, bitch, wait. I'm oh, wait, that's later. That's later. That's talking about the beginning. You're talking about the first scene. You're talking about the girl in the red. No, and when we, they're at the talent show, the, the, the opening. The, the opening the, yeah, scene. Yeah, the, the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Oh, that talent okay. show scene. Okay. Okay. That that's later. We'll they, we'll get they to that. They treated some women wrong in a lot. Yeah. A lot of um, women wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I put like with Flash, like, how long is this song? Long enough to get undressed. I yeah, basically. <laughs> like it was like they followed his cue. Like he started taking off her shit, like, oh stop. They just start taking theirs off. Like But you see, like it's too many different body types. Yeah. <laughs> they had one really buff dude and then one really skinny dude. Like, okay, you don't 
you don't need to take your shirt off. I, I, I think I think somewhere in the writing process it was like, and this might be true. I don't know. I'm not a woman. It don't give a fuck how you look as long as you can sing. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was definitely part of it. You're right, because. Cause, cause, baby dolls group. You had several different body types. Yeah, I'm not even gonna lie. At first, I thought she was white, and she's mixed. You know, she's black and Jewish mixed. But I was like, oh, they got. I was like, I, my mind was trying to make it like, you know, like all like deep. I was like, oh wow, look at them using this white woman to sing black music, and they got these black backup singers. And I'm like, oh wait, she's black. Shout out, shout Good out, mind. shout out to um Diane Carroll. Let me tell you something. People used to tell me Diane Carroll was fine. I didn't believe him. Diane Carroll was 60 in this movie, damn near. She mm-hmm. was killing them. Killing them. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Beautiful. Almost distractingly. So almost like, <laughs> I, almost like, so we going to believe you, Diane Carroll, with this greasy nigga? Like, sometimes you can be so pretty and fuck with your acting. <laughs> like, Jennifer Lopez in that stripping, in that stripping um show when, when oh she, uh, hustlers hustler I've never seen it yeah. nor have I so you gonna believe me beautiful ass J Lo is working at Old Navy <laughs> right <laughs> come on now come on now but yeah um okay so this was during during the poker game and uh because we we. Bobby Bobby gets shot and then he fell and hurt his other leg. Uh, we never actually see Bobby again, ever. <laughs> oh, we don't. I was wondering Barry. what happened to that guy. <laughs> we never see Bobby again. On their quest of music, they climbed over a lot of bodies. <laughs> um. So, uh, when they're about to go on, they don't have a lead singer, and then here comes Eddie. Who they pre- who they said like two sex before we don't need him anyway and then he comes in runs in comes David in Ruffin slide. style he runs in power and then, slides and power slides under a nigga just took them out oh yeah um, just like a David Ruffin <laughs> uh, so they do the song got nothing but love uh, I I'm not sure what Robert Townsend was seeing. But you can't jump around and play the piano like that, like and still like play the right notes. Yeah. I think he was trying play to be with black Jerry hand. Lee Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> that's all like yeah, that's what that's, I got yeah. from it. What, what, like, what, no sustained pedal, no nothing. What, no. what 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 I've always found strange about this is that they will have full on conversations in the middle of singing, and that shit never picked up on the mic. <laughs> yeah. He was like, "That's my music. That's Nobody bad else writing. heard that." That's bad writing right there. <laughs> That's that. That's pretty bad writing, <laughs> and they kept their rhythm and everything. Yeah, yeah, which is notoriously hard to do when you're talking. Um, and I don't understand. Yeah. I thought, even though this was a magical moment, it's probably the best part of the whole movie. How is I thought they sung a different song to move the crowd? They were singing the same songs. So like, how would this reaction suddenly change because you up the tempo? Like, you've already decided as a crowd that this is trash, <laughs> right? So, <laughs> did, they, did they, I mean, uh, you know, what's the face screamed at her a little bit, but was it, is it anything different than what we were already singing? We'll, yeah, we'll get there, though. Uh, I, I, I know yeah, what you mean, Yeah, I, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Um, so, I just wrote Flash's group one because sex sells, apparently, on this Chitlin Circuit talent show. Why did they have those capes? It was all part of the. Oh, you talking about you talking about the bird, the bird, yeah, yeah um, Falcon and the bird, Midnight Falcons, Bird, bird and, and the Midnight, Midnight Falcons, Falcons, yeah. 
the who was Golden Lord from the <laughs> from Meteor Man. <laughs> from Meteor Man. Yes. He likes to work with the same people. Oh, oh he, he's worked there from ye- for years oh on his, on his show God. on HBO. He worked with those guys. Yeah, that's that's with that's a lot the... with a lot of those guys. So oh, Meteor Man. Oh that's my him. God. Oh my God, Ben. Yeah, that's him. That is that motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, I recognized him as soon as I saw him. I was like, wow. We got him. Um, he must owe Robert some money. I'm telling you, I, I no, like, they I, they they came up together. Yeah. Are they friends? Yeah. Because he he was in um well like I said when he had when Robert Townsend had his he had a sketch comedy show on HBO in like the late '80s. It was it was Bird. It was the the two guys who who were trying to who were. The two like old looking guys who lived in their who house was trying to be like famous, yeah, like Fro Town. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, he, he, them. One of the guy, one of the five horsemen, the white guys. One of them they was on his show. Like they were funny. I, I that was that was one of my favorite scenes. I was like, these are the worst wigs I've ever seen. Oh man, let's show them, guys. Oh man, <laughs> they, I, I wanted to see their story. That plays on that 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 clip plays on TikTok. Quite a bit. <laughs> um, uh, what else did I have? Okay, so I wrote ha- Jim, Jimmy is ha- happenstance Jimmy. Oh, just shows up? <laughs> he just shows up. Like, hey, I want to sign you guys. Um, and then they he, they go to his house. Uh, that's a really nice house for, I guess, a tutor and a music manager who's been burned several times. Yeah, what's up with that? Like, and you just <laughs> yeah, kind of know. A really like, nice they, house. They, picked up, they picked up that plot. I think they only put it in there so they can have Diane Carroll say something because she was <laughs> she was just over there looking magical in the corner the whole time. But she was like, she was like, don't let this be the, the same thing that happened with the other groups. Like, yeah, let's talk about those other groups. <laughs> <laughs> Who are they? Who are well, they? No, it, like it, it would because they they really don't talk about it. His past, but, yeah. You could if you could pick up on it when he first meets when he first meets them and he says. You don't have to sign anything. Your word and a handshake is good enough for me. He don't believe in contracts. Yeah, that's why he keep getting burned. He don't believe in contracts and like, well, we don't have a contract with him, so we can just leave. Yeah, Thank God, Eddie Kane said our manager. <laughs> yeah, it could just be like, oh him. Yeah, oh, I don't know him. Who is that? I don't know him. A better story would be that instead of him, you know, spoilers, he dies at the end. Instead of him um, dying because he was trying to stop the shady deals with Big Red and stuff, a better story would be he was up to his eyeballs and like gambling dead or something. You got to raise the stakes. With yeah, him yeah, yeah. A Instead of like Steve Shug Knight. Yeah, that, that, that's how he got. That's how he got this nice house and Diane Carroll and them furs and shit. May, maybe you know he's been being playing fast and loose, spending all his money trying to get these breaks. And the problem why he doesn't get these breaks, like Greg said, he's a Awful manager. That's how it happened if you make it in 2021 and you make it a little bit darker and not as funny. And it's just like, I got to make this work. He's like, no, I just need till Friday. We got a big show. (laughs) And then he comes in. They're this close to signing with Big Red. This close. He said, you know what a manager don't need? What bit red? His shins. Bob. <laughs> and then he comes, he comes in with he like a, a lead pipe. Yeah. He's like, no, 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 no. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do and it. they don't even show it on screen. They just show Big Red watching it. Like, yeah, yeah. And it just he'll be like, all the time. He'll be like, you ever seen a, you ever seen a movie Drive? Yeah. Remember Brian Cranston's character, Shannon? <laughs> if you ever see it, Brian Cranston plays play Shannon and uh, he has this, 
it's not a it's not a brace because it goes down his like his from his hip down to his almost to his ankle. Basically, uh, someone broke his broke his it's beat like him a, and broke his hip. It's almost like a Forrest Gump leg. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. But it starts at the it starts yeah, at the it hip. go it go farther up. <laughs> it go, and he and he and he walks with the limp, and so Jimmy could be like that. <laughs> and then up. and then and then when it looks like it, it, the group is gonna break up, he just goes down and rub it to remember his sacrifice. Hey, <laughs> 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 he made for the group. You making this a dark five heartbeats? Let me, let me man. tell you something, man. This movie was so trash. I had to find ways to make it better. Uh, so uh, <laughs> we get a little bit of backstory on each member of the five heartbeats, and the one thing we get with Eddie King Jr. Oh, he is the little seed with Eddie King Senior. <laughs> is, is that his father's like? I was trying to make sure he ain't a shit man or he a good yeah. man. Let me tell you something. That actor, I'll always remember him. This is gonna sound fucked up. Okay, he was in Rosewood, mm. right? And um, every time I see his face, he'd be like, "You got to hide me." I can't find my daughter. She's somewhere in the woods. So when I saw him, I was like, oh, man, this nigga's going to be inspirational. Because in the last movie, he was protecting his family. No, as, as true five heartbeats, Lord, <laughs> nobody in this movie ain't shit. That man said, I just want him. He said, you ain't shit. Why'd you tell him that? I just want him to be better than I am. No. Try to use reverse psychology. Yep, pretty much. That's why, that's why you shouldn't get dumb niggas books, man. That, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> that made no damn <laughs> I wanted this. I th- I feel like this line was like in the first draft. Like you ain't gonna be shit. I am gonna be shit, pop. <laughs> Wait, I am, I'm gonna be shit. Wait, I'm no, gonna I, be shit. It'd be better if he sung it and he just broke out into song. No, I'm gonna be shit. <laughs> no, I'm gonna be shit. I'm gonna be shit. <laughs> um. Okay. So uh, after that. Um, they uh they bring in Sarge to the you know choreography. Why he, that's 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 Charlie was, Atkins right there. Why did he, he Why did he have a cane but never need it? Hold, Hold my, my cane. cane. <laughs> that, that's part. That's part of the facade. That is uh, Robert Townsend was like this will be funny. Harold and Fayard Nicholas were like that up until they passed. Like they they could still dance into their eighties. Um, there's a movie called, and this might be, this is, it'll be, it's an even worse movie called Tap. It has oh, Gregory, Hines. Gregory Hines and Sammy Davis Jr. And I, it has the Nicholas brothers. It's basically like, <laughs> this is how it doesn't make much sense. Gregory Hines is a, uh, is a former, is a, uh, ex-con who's also an incredible tap dancer. Yeah. And when he gets out of jail, he goes to the dance studio and tries to rebuild his life. <laughs> let, let me say something. I've never been to prison, so I don't know. But I would think it would be a whole lot of jealous people. And if, if I saw that man being like extra extra flamboyant with a mop and know that he had talent, I'd break his knees. <laughs> <laughs> like, you would not have a dream while I'm in here in this hole. I can't tap for shit. You know, that, that reminds me of, um, uh, if I ever watched Oz. There was um, there was an episode where like Rick Fox was on the show and he played uh, an NBA player who's in prison, and someone made a bet where he had to he was going to go against uh, some guys uh, in like a two on two tournament, 
But since he was the NBA player, they would just give him anybody as his teammate. Like, it could be anybody. It was like an old dude. It was someone who had no athletic ability. And they would play two-on-two against two of the uh, COs. And one of the COs was actually a pretty good basketball player. And then Rick Fox, his character was getting out. He's like, I'm going to call the Sacramento Kings, and I'm going to get you a tryout. And then everyone found out about that this CO might get a tryout with the Sacramento Kings. And then in a prison riot, someone uh, uh, sliced his Achilles tendon. Damn. That's why I don't watch Oz. It's kind of dark. I saw like five minutes That's the of dark it. version of Tap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so they have, uh, <laughs> in that scene where Sarge, uh, his first appearance, where he has a dresser, like, give me your best combination. And it was, was just so weird because there was no music. Yeah. But then with Sarge dances, there's music. music like, who's playing the piano? <laughs> well, that's one thing I hate about this movie is, like, there was just ghost tracks <laughs> of people, like, in their home, like that little girl. We gonna oh, get to singing that. the song? And all of a sudden, she just, she was in her 90, but then she just started singing, and all of a sudden, it was a full production behind her. And she was also uh, that's four always years been old. my problem with musicals. Uh, so when uh, the scene you were talking about with uh, Bird getting his girlfriend to bring her friends to you know cheer his group on, and he was stacking the deck because one of the guys, his cousin's the MC, so they they're stacking the deck to win this talent contest for this hundred dollars or however much <laughs> it might have been, and um, so. Uh, the five heartbeats get booed before they even get on stage. Yeah. But this was a, the whole scene. If you look at it, it's and it's the scene that you were talking about is the pretty girl. But if you look at the scene, it's chaos. It is. This whole scene is just chaos. It's not going on. It's not going on. Choir boy runs Choir boy get hit with tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, um, they're better than Bird and the Falcons and the Temptations put together. Oh. Uh, what? Who even, who even? What does that even? <laughs> like, who came up with that? I, I mean, in this talent show, again, that girl died. Like, when he, <laughs> when she was, she was squirming, and then he kissed her. She did like this. Look, she, she fell. <laughs> that wasn't a faint. She had a stroke. Okay. <laughs> it was just, it was just too much sexy, and she just, oh my god, he's singing directly to me. Did she just kill I thought it was hilarious when Robert Townsend's character um, just goes over and kicks the piano player. <laughs> I guess you don't hear nothing back from him either. He we just, don't see him again. He like, died too. When he once he was out of the frame, yeah. we never saw him. He didn't see the, like get up like, hey, what's that about? But, but, we don't know if he fell off the stage. We don't he, know if he, he just if he has a concussion. Yeah. We don't know what happened. And the piano player, she's playing like, and he keeps playing. He just like waves him off like. What the fuck are you doing? Like, what? what, what I is mean, this it scene? had it had to me. That should have been the end. They should have focused on their life. I know, but that's why it's stupid. Like, they, <laughs> <laughs> it had all the hallmarks of being the conclusion. Before Greg had me watch this, I thought that was the end of the Five Heartbeats. I was like, I mean, it's a good show. It had a good ending, but I don't see how everybody's liking it so much. Again. That scene with the girl shaking and, and that's my music and kicking that guy and then choir boy coming out from the corner singing that high ass falsetto. To me, after then you roll credits. 
And, 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 and to me, it seemed like the end of Teen Wolf, like uh, when he when he made that three, and then he had that person at the end singing like that song. And that's what it remind me of. Like afterwards, when she fell out, and it's they supposed wanted to be a freeze to, frame. It's supposed to be a freeze frame. They put their frame. hands in credits. Credits. <laughs> and they just go up. Five heartbeats could live this time. <laughs> <laughs> no, they had to get big, man. They were on the cover of Rolling Stone. And time, and time, and Newsweek. And I'm yeah. like, but they wouldn't. They, they started. Did you see, they started small. Okay, Jet and I, Ebony. So I made yeah. a note. I was like, if this was directed, <laughs> if this was not directed by a black movie, those wouldn't have been first. They wouldn't have been there at all. <laughs> they, they, somehow, but see, to me, not only were the Five Heartbeats an awesome group, weren't they immortal? Because like the time periods were funny because like when it started, I'm getting the sense that this is chitlin circuit shit, right? Yeah. But yeah. at the beginning, yes. Yeah. But then at the end, at the very end, it, it kind of looked like some NC Hammer shit. So did they cause you remember um Flash had that new group where they all looked like Oh yeah. That had, was the, that was the five the same the five horsemen. The right, white right, right, right. But they mm-hmm. all had high tops. Gumby. Yeah, it's supposed to be like the, the, the mid '80s. Yeah, at that they're time. reinventing themselves. So they, so they were around for thirty years. It just no, like it would have been like twenty years. It's like a twenty year, twenty year period. Just like the Temptations. Temptations were around in the '80s, but the Temptations it was based on a true story and it was better. But that's that's what this is loosely based on. Loosely hell. He won't say he won't it's say lo- that. It's, but it's loosely, loosely based, based on, on the Temptations and the Dells, like kind of like different and different stories about different. Groups mm-hmm. at that time. This was Robert Townsend's fever dream. <laughs> he came mm-hmm. up with because obviously it's you know, and, and I love Robert. I love Media Man, but I am well aware Media Man was trash. Media Man is the greatest movie ever. <laughs> that movie is better than The Dark Knight. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love Media Man with all my heart and all my soul. He apparently he was writing he was writing Media Man on the set of this movie. Um, are we going to talk about the scene with him and his sister? I had uh, before had right up just right before that I put um, uh, at the time where uh, Robert Townsend as Duck is trying to get with Tanya, and he's sending her poetry slipping in in the door. Simp. Oh man, it's the most uh, simping shit ever, man. And like, okay, I understand maybe the first time, but like after they've they've done some shows, they've made a, maybe made a few dollars. You still don't have a belt because he's still like pulling up his like you don't have a belt still in a zoot suit. Um, the, the only that that whole Tanya relationship. Oh, wait, okay, that that's after. So okay, let me let me go back just a second. In that chaotic talent show scene, I wrote if Choir Boy didn't come back on stage, you have to kick him out of the group. Yeah, because <laughs> everybody stayed. Was he that scared that he just was like? Oh, they were throwing fruit at him. No, oh, I had an because the scene where they once. went on tour, um, and they uh, what was funny is that when they were going on tour and uh, Duck and JT's dad or is basically telling them to wear a condom, uh, <laughs> and um, Choir Boy's dad is telling him like how it's wrong and like what yeah. he's doing everything while he has his suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> Look, son, I done packed your shit. Your mama's here to see you off. But before you go, inspirational vitam, your your, your talent ain't shit. You're the devil. Bad nation. And you know what and this you all is, going right? to hell. You know what this With is. Sam Cook. This is the Sam Cook situation. Yeah. 
If you do gospel you music come back. and you move over to secular music, you can't come back to church. Mm-mm. You can't come back. You better make it work. <laughs> look, 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 look. The Lord, even though God forgives, not when it comes to music. <laughs> when you go out there and use your um, voice, I'm going to say something. Isn't that what happened to R. Kelly? Did R. Kelly start it? He, he started church. Yeah. Yeah. Most black singers did, though. He can He can never. Well, of course he can't go back. It's well, kids there, right? He gonna try to. <laughs> Was you about to say he can go back to the Catholic Church? Stop it! Stop it! That's a dream team right there. Oh man! And and if and if they catch him, they just move him to another parish. Bro, that's, that's, just, that's how it goes. That's how it works. That's that, where he should have been. As much as I and can't... it could be anywhere in the world. Yeah. If he does his research, he could find a place. Yeah. Oh man, Pope R. Kelly. That be spotlight. That be spotlight. Spotlight part two. two. Spotlight, spotlight two. The R. Kellying. <laughs> oh, um, they know. Let me stop. <laughs> Before we get to the scene with the sister, one more thing. Oh God. Uh, so after the show, they're oh, they at the. Big Red. They meet Big Red for the first time, and JT and Duck had done the shy brother thing earlier in the movie. So now they're going to switch roles. But the JT just takes his woman, man. JT is a terrible person. Yeah. <laughs> JT is JT is a crook. But then also, that man saying, every night I got to prove my love. Like, if you have to do that every you night. You need to stop proving your love, sir. Uh, don't you think it's something with this particular woman? Yeah. Like. <laughs> Who is his wife? The woman that JT the picks one, up. The woman that JT took. We can go somewhere quiet. And as soon as he's leaving, you hear a much bigger sounding person. Come up and be like every night I got to prove my love. Uh and then he goes, I don't know if he I don't know what actually happened to JT there. Did he uh, they were only like ten feet ahead of him. Did he catch him and beat him up or what? Off screen no like ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I sure got a shining to show for that. Like, no. Like Okay, so the scene where Duck's trying to write a song, his little sister's trying to clean up, he has pieces of it was like paper bag. I bags. thought it was a paper bag. That's what it looked like, paper bag. <laughs> like a paper bag, I, I thought not it, pieces of notebook paper. I thought it was toilet tissue. I was like, man, it's just shit all around his house. It was gross. <laughs> um, so uh, he's trying to write a song, and then she she's picking up stuff, and like, why don't you just combine this part with this part? And then they burst out in the song, which uh, this should have been. I felt like this could have worked if this were more of a musical. Yeah. But it would. It, I don't. I don't know if anybody was even looking at it that way because that would involve having even more original music mm-hmm. and having more singers. But it's written by and directed by someone who's not uh, who's not a singer. Mm-hmm. Well, well, one of the things that and wants uh, to hire his friends, <laughs> right? One of the things that I love. I actually love musicals. Right? When done well. Because I don't normally. <laughs> because a lot of the time the actors is showing another part of themselves. Like um, Sweeney Todd, right? I love Sweeney Todd with uh with, Johnny Depp with Johnny Depp and uh, Megan the Bottom Carter, right? Helena Bottom. <laughs> What's her you name? Megan. <laughs> Helena Bottom. Helena Bottom Carter. Helena Bottom Carter. Miss uh, who's she married to? Tim Burton. Uh, Tim Burton. Yeah, Miss Tim Burton. I thought she was married to Johnny Depp. They all had a three way. I'm sure. <laughs> they all had a, anyway. That's why she's always in the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but like I love Johnny Depp was singing it, and you know Johnny Depp is not known for for having good singing, but 
the passion. When he, came, when he actually, when he came to Hollywood, he was trying to be a musician first <laughs> Good before Twenty One Jump that. Street. Yeah. Okay, well, he can't sing. So, but he was good. He was good enough in Sweeney Todd. <laughs> what made me mad about this scene is that not only did the girl just pick a random trash around her apartment and became a song, mm-hmm. when she started singing it, she was instantly forty and three hundred pounds. Like <laughs> That's had, really her voice, though. That was that was really her singing. Really? That was really her singing. That was really that girl singing. That's really that her hard. Singing. Yes. Said that hard. <laughs> oh man, I could have swore it sounded like that's bitch. why that scene is in there. She probably like like where they're having auditions for this movie about sixty soul music. She shows up. They he didn't really write a part for you know a twelve year old beyond girl. that. Yeah. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Do you have that scene so people can hear how old that woman sound? I'm uh, give me a second to pull it up. Cause yeah, like, she sung that very hard. Yeah, I was like, she's just a pearl. Who, who 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 does the bait sale at the church? Sister <laughs> She sound she sounded I was like, this is unbelievable, but that was really her voice. Sister Pearl, you wanna come up here and sing a song? <laughs> I guess I can. <laughs> Sister Pearl been smoking for 40 years. Let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you how you know Sister Pearl about to blow. She said a little summer first, I wanna say. Give honor to God. Give honor to God. Who's the head of my life? <laughs> The head of my life, the blood of Christ, and then you be like, and then you get you get your seat ready, man. She about to tear this up. <laughs> oh man! You was driving down the street one night. <laughs> no, and you know what? She don't Come start. On. She don't start singing right away. She said the chorus play a little bit. She just start humming first. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! I was playing that song. It was a. It was like a month ago. That come on, in my room. I was like, they okay, always tell is, that little story. <laughs> this is someone recording it off the TV because I can I can't find that exact scene. But here we go. All you gotta do is combine this part with this part. I was like, oh, you a songwriter now, huh? You writing songs? Pause. This girl is 12. She's like 12, yeah. She's, she's like 12 years old. <laughs> I want y'all to keep that. It's starting out right now. She sound about 20. But she going to jump into <laughs> after menopause in the next song. Go. There it is. Sound like she been. Th- there it is, right there. Stop, stop. When you <laughs> when you hear that, you like, oh man, she been through it. Life, <laughs> forty years of her life was rough. I'm <laughs> give you that gruff. Give you that. Now they in a basement. I know you hear music in the background, like. <laughs> That's why I don't like. That's why I don't like musicals. Because in musicals, music just appears out of nowhere. <laughs> One of the things I liked about Dreamgirls is whenever there's music, most of the time there's a reason. Like, oh, we're rehearsing, we're performing, we're doing something. Where this is just we're cleaning. Oh, like that's. I do like this chorus though. I mean, who's singing with her? One of the dudes from the Dells. One dude from the Dells. Or Howard Hewitt, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. 
It definitely ain't Robert Townsend. No. He did not sing at all. Not Meteor Man. <laughs> no, sir. I love that. I just love that little, that melody. I do. I thought it was kind of funny, though, how he's, like, running around as she's singing. And trying finding to find these, lyrics, these pieces of paper. And like, just giving them to her. Okay, you go into the drawer and you had a piece of paper in a sock. How did you know that was there? Wait a minute, wait a minute. And I'm, she's writing the melody. Freestyling this melody. I know. But the problem is that did they ever sing this song in real life? And like, not in um, not in real not life. In the no, not, the group did not sing the song. So why are we going through this? Because it's supposed to. Yeah, it's, it's supposed pro- to in a way showcase. Well, one to showcase her. Like we got to use her somehow. So yeah. they made this. But also, it's supposed to show how Duck is a songwriter. Which they really don't expand on that much. They, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I would have because it's three. I think it's two scenes previous, two different scenes before this that he's trying to write a song because he kept saying the same lyric, and then she figures it out. I think they really should have done. This is what I would have done: take this scene, morph it into them recording it into the in the studio, the group. Absolutely. I don't know why they didn't do that. Have I know her, it's a trope, but I would have done it. That like, would that would have been a better tie-in, so we can actually understand. That they did the damn song. <laughs> exactly. Like to me, this seems pointless. Like it's a drop plot. Like, first off, two things I learned from this. One, she was cleaning up the room. Now it's junk as hell because he was going through it looking for little pieces of trash, mm-hmm. right? And two, it was pointless. It was five minutes of my life to hear this young old woman sing, <laughs> <laughs> sing this song. Which, granted, beautiful melody. If she, mm-hmm. if this is actually her, it's really, it's really yeah. her. That was really her singing. Who is this? Who is she? Uh, I think her she name is to be like uh, Teresa Smith or <laughs> Teresa Thomas. Let me tell you something. If I could sing like that, <laughs> none of y'all niggas be my friend. <laughs> good, good to know that, Abe. Good to look, know. Look, look. The Abe you got here that you hang out with is talentless, Abe. Let me tell you something. Yeah. If I had some talent to sing like that, oh, yeah. I would look I would look at you. I would look at, I would look at Ben and Greg it's like, Y'all niggas beneath me, man. Yeah, Are that you? was ter- is Tressa Thomas. Tressa Thomas. Did yeah. she have a, Did she have a singing career? Um, I don't no. think so. No. So you telling me she got that powerful voice? Let me tell you what happened. It's like reverse. You know how some people, as they get older, they lose their voice. Like she's. It's like Benjamin Button, right? No, she. Well, she still. She did, still did stuff, but it wasn't like she became a superstar or anything yeah. like that. Man, she tell me she walking around here in these streets as a normal person with that kind of talent. It's kind of like um, you remember um, you ever watched the well, the Parenthood, another Robert Townsend project. <sighs> you watched the Parenthood. Uh-huh. You remember Zaria's friend? I remember Zaria. Who had Zaria like, was fine. Whoo, Jesus. Okay, well, okay, like the oldest son, he had a band, right? And Zaria's friend was the lead vocalist in his band, and then they started dating. Uh-huh. Uh, she has like a powerhouse voice. And I, the only thing I know her from is from the Parenthood, and there was a there's a movie in the '80s called like Troop Beverly Hills, when they were singing about like Girl Scout cookies, and she was singing that. I'll show you after the show. And there, oh, there was also a TV movie with it had all the people from uh, TGIF, all the like the kids. It was like Jaleel White and oh yeah, and they, but they were like at uh, they were like camp. a summer camp. Yeah, yeah, she was on that too. Tasha Scott was her Tasha name. Tasha Scott, yes. Yeah. Tasha Scott. Tasha Scott. Tasha Scott. I mean, look that I've never up. heard of her. Yeah. Um, so 
so they go to a record company to get um, to get signed, and the the guy brings in the Five Horsemen, which was hilarious. Uh, they totally Pat Boone the song, <laughs> comic gold, bad blonde wigs. Oh man, they oversized see, sweaters. They really made sure to sell the whitewashing. Yeah, shit. they really did. Like it. <laughs> I'm gonna see if I can find that, that scene real t- that quick. That to me was just funny, just with the I was like y'all couldn't find but I mean I guess that was the comedy. I was like, you can't find better wigs, but that was the comedy. I I don't think this song is right for this group. But I got a group that I can be perfect for this song. Hold on a second. Marsha, send in the five horsemen. You're gonna love these guys. Hey there, guys. <laughs> Let's show them who the horsemen are, guys. Huh? Yeah. yeah, we got soul. Oh, God. <laughs> Sha-na-na-ooh. Ain't got no money. Whoa. Ain't got no fancy car. Whoa. Don't live the life of a millionaire. Jack. Whoa. Or a movie star. Jack. Jack. <laughs> Nothing in the world that I could possess. Take with your love and your tenderness. How are they snapping their fingers off beat? Oh, God. Oh, man. With yeah. the big oversized um, H's on the sweater. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I, know, I know he wanted to call it the five honkies, and they were like, nah, we can't do that, Robert. It's two on the nose. Two on the nose. <laughs> but we want to keep that H, so you know if some honkies came in here. The five horsemen. So they signed with Big Red. Um, Which was just, you knew that was a mistake. Yeah. But who else they going to sign with? And he said, what about publishing? <laughs> publishing. And I was like, he was ahead of his time. He knew. He he was he wanted to talk he about something. that's where the money was. Yeah. He was ahead of his time. And then just to even bring that up, knowing the history of black artists, black writers and their publishing, and those black writers who would write those songs the Five Horsemen would sing it, and the black writer never saw the publishing. It's been going on for years. Um, Sad. So after they do that, they find that on the radio, and you see how big uh, the Matthews family is. Um, it was a lot of random kids. In a yeah. Dad, dad, it was, like, dad, it was at least nine kids. Dad was like, look, son, you don't want to be like me. Don't fuck his life away. Please that's why he's on the condom. That's why he's trying to wear a condom. <laughs> he's like, please wear a condom. What are you trying to say, Dan? Put a helmet on your Jimmy. And put a helmet on your Jimmy. Why? Because all y'all are niggas are mistakes. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all of you. I wish I was wearing a condom, boy. Oh, man. But you know what? They know what they say. The first two kids are, are trash. And then the rest of them have some talent. You, your brother, your sister. Yeah, that might work out. I might be able to fuck myself out of this poverty. <laughs> Um, so they go on tour, um, and then they get pulled over somewhere in the South. You gotta have that trope in those movies. Sing sing for your freedom. You gotta have that trope. They could have made that so much more darker. Yeah. But they decided to go the safe route. It would have been so bad if, like, one of them was, like, off-key because he was scared. And they just beat him. And that's the one they hung. What was even fun? Yeah, that went even darker. Is it me, or did it seem like the cop was about to... Like, there are several scenes in this movie where I felt like someone was about to laugh or break character. And I felt like when the cop was like, sing for your freedom, he was about to break character and start laughing. Like, he had that look at his face, like... 
Like, trash. <laughs> like he knew, yeah, he actively knew. Like this is awful. And and and, and, and what the scene before it bothered me is that they did a close up on the Bible. And I was like, man, that's pivotal. He left his Bible. He left his Bible. They he ain't protected. Bi- he ain't protected from the from the from the grace of God. What does that mean? The net scene. Racist cops pull you over. So you telling me? I'm not even going to lie. I thought they were going to catch up with them and like, you forgot your Bible? Yeah. I thought thought maybe it was like a, um, it would have been better like the cops had the nightstick, right? And he was about to lay it in the duck's face. And then he was like, what did you know about God? And then he'd be like, I I carry my Bible every day. You lie. Where is it? And then he look at it and it's missing. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then he's like, and he just hit. The, I'm, I'm making this darker, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> um, so they see the album cover that uh, what in the Norman and Rockwell was that? So I thought, okay, so first off, <laughs> hard to watch this knowing how record companies and deals are now. That made it, that seemed harder to watch. Um, I thought that it was going to be the Gwen Stefani moment. And that Eddie Kane. That was just Eddie Kane. It was just going to be just him and everyone else in the background. And I was like, uh, this is much worse. Like, this is. <laughs> but that, I thought that, this that, was going to be that moment that where a lot. you had to divide as like, like with James Brown and the Famous Flames. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like, Eddie Kane's the talent. <laughs> <laughs> the five heartbeats are just, you know. And then Eddie Kane's like, this is how it had to be, fellas. It was this or nothing. <laughs> um. So they're uh, they continue on the tour. Dresser is stressed out. His girl's pregnant, and uh, because he was stressed out money. of no, it was funny. It's like he's stressed out about it. He talks to Big Red. Big Red gives like, hey, well, here's a doctor who can you know who help can hit you. her in the stomach and <laughs> make it all go away. Okay, so wait a minute, was that like an abortion? See, that's why they were all giving him money. No, well, no, 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 no. He, he when he said, to, but he 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 didn't. He was he didn't know what to do, so he talked to Jimmy, and then he talked to Big Red, okay. and Big Red gave him the number of a doctor who would take care of it. Big Red ain't shit. Yeah, and and, so, and then. Eddie takes that number, like, you're not going to do that. Here's some money. I feel like they just gave him, like, $12. Because <laughs> he could have that much money because he, he came in with, like, that box of chicken, right? So he didn't spend. He's probably spent, like, like a dollar fifty on that chicken. Mm-hmm. It's okay. 1966. Well, I bet it was good, too. Ooh, I bet it was good. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's before MSG's oh, yes, and the, the, the KFC in the South? <laughs> well, first off, first off, they didn't let him. First off. They just let him go to a KFC. Like, there was no race story behind that. That's the story I want. That cop wasn't there. Sing for your dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Sing for this chicken. ba 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 Um. So, uh, during one of the shows, now, and like you said, like these moments where they're having a conversation during the performance. What is that, man? So, like, Duck wants to argue like, during man, the song? Yeah, and, and no one picked that up. No one said anything. Like, you know, we're going to bring you guys as part of the act. Yeah, yeah. Them ripping their clothes off. Yeah. That, 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 that. Work with what you got. We're going to use it. We're going to use it. They don't like each other today because, you know, Duck um, ain't shit and JT ain't shit. So, then they all get Cadillacs or whatever those cars were. They're on the cover of Ebony, Jet, Rolling mm-hmm. Stone, just, Time. Just hit after hit after hit, cranking them out. Yeah. They didn't have any lull. I realized at this point, Baby Doll didn't get signed. No. Who was Baby Doll? Yeah, exactly. 
Who was Baby Doll? She was the first person you see singing in the movie. Already forgot about her. Yeah. Oh. She was fine. But she's the that's, first that's, one. And it's supposed to be Eddie's girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. I had to rewatch that. So this is basically at the point where I was watching where I sent you that meme of Eddie Kane Jr. versus <laughs> David Ruffin. <laughs> the verses we all need. Oh, uh, okay. Um, couple things. Uh so when Eddie is like, he gets in Flash's face, like, you know, you you want my spot, Flash? It's like, look, didn't Flash beat you in a talent show yeah. a exactly. couple years before? He's better than you. Why are they dressed like a boxer? Like, is that his gimmick? That was part of his. That was part of the gimmick. Yeah, they they they, they just yeah because he save. had a song. You only yeah. hear like five seconds yeah. of it, but yeah. it was like Knocked down down down, down 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 for the count. And yeah. like they had they dressed like boxers, just like boxers and doing like punches. I'm like, this is some corny shit that Robert Townsend <laughs> thought of. But but as much as was his corny, he did have some one line. How does it feel yeah. to be me? <laughs> okay, uh, one scene. Um, this is where Tanya comes back around. Uh, so Eddie escalated to drugs and alcohol. Very quickly. Sex, Very drugs, rock and roll, baby. Choir yeah. boy escalates to gum and cussing a little bit. Yeah. And a new nickname. Who the hell is Rock? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like when I was watching, they call me Rock. Nigga, do they? Hold on. <laughs> no one calls him Rock. I no, thought it was funny that boy. he was trying to be an opportunist. I know all his parts. Word, oh yeah. Word. You, I was like, you've been waiting for this. Well, you know, you've been, you've been waiting. You've been yeah, practicing. He, he had a rough hold to go. He knew his time was limited. He stumped off. But hey, <laughs> but hey, you know, the confidence started. Because remember when when Duck came back with the chicken? Mm-hmm. What did Eddie say? Yeah, Choir Boy got a girl in his room. Uh oh. That's that's where it started. Oh man, I'm the lead singer of the, of the five heartbeats. <laughs> Since when? My name Rock. <laughs> Oh, and he pointed to the he pointed the thing. Yeah, in case you don't recognize me. Hold on, let me. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm like, organi- oh. I'm organizing all this. Oh my god, I didn't know it was you. Uh, oh. I I and I wrote this, and hopefully I don't get canceled because it's a colorist joke. Uh, Tanya is definitely the light skinned girl that doesn't text back. Damn. So okay, so I'm gonna say text, I'm gonna say this. Back three years later, Robert Townsend <laughs> seems to have a problem with light skinned people. Because every light-skinned person in this movie was was just bad. No, everybody in the movie was bad. No, the, Name the light-skinned one skin people, person was good. The light-skinned people were especially, they were clearly the villains. The, the Falcon and Big were Red, were cl- he was a reverse Tyler Perry. They were clearly the villains. Big Red was a villain. Falcon was the first villain. Then they, they leveled up to the next light-skinned dude, and he was the villain. All the light-skinned women ain't, n- this. yeah. Robert Townsend clearly, a light-skinned woman broke his heart. Or something, because he villainized. It was probably Tanya. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something. <laughs> he just villainized him. Let me, tell you, let me tell you something. If you if you start off in a simp's place, I don't care how much money you have, how much fame you. You were writing this bitch poems. Of course, she ain't gonna like you for real. Instead of songs for your band, you're in her place. I know, right? Like the first time, and then he went and hid behind the fence. Yeah, she got picked up by a grown man. Yeah, in a out, really expensive car. <laughs> she, was, tell you, she was out here in these streets. Mm-hmm. She was like, uh. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and then he goes so, full Suge Knight. <laughs> My I was trying, I was I was wondering like was this before or after? This is before. 
This was before the Suge Knight Vanilla Ice. Oh, yeah. sure? That was ninety. I think the Suge Knight thing was ninety one or ninety. This movie came out in ninety one, but they wrote it in eighty eight. So this I was mean, so the, this between, was between according to what I read. It was supposed to have been inspired by what happened to Jackie Wilson. Hmm. They they on Jackie Wilson. Yeah, they said they did. This happened to Jackie Wilson. The thing that I I I understand like the whole like my office hours are i understand that whole thing supposed to be intimidating the um, the thing that i can only pay attention to every time is when they pick him up and they're carrying him out to the balcony is the rip in the pants that was hilarious <laughs> what was that there I, I think that's just how it went left it in for realism <laughs> they, yeah they just they left it in uh, and if it, if this thing would have popped out they're like just keep it in keep it in <laughs> they would have made an edit <laughs> no they wouldn't have I could have made an edit because uh, there was. I don't know if y'all caught, but this was very small, and I'm, I, I don't want to say I'm going ahead, but you're talking about pants. Did y'all peep that um, Robert was stuffing his pants? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. That that was a that was apparently a '70s thing to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, a lot of rock stars do it. Yeah, yeah. That would that would classify him as ain't shit. Could not have been. <laughs> um, so. I thought they were, I I really thought he was gonna right. drop bird though I did it yeah. would have been fun if he did ah <laughs> oh, can you fly listen, listen. <laughs> come on rooster <laughs> so this is like okay this is still at the same party where Tanya appears and then Duck says oh I let me can we go someplace and talk okay let me tell my brother real quick that I'm leaving and it feels like it's like thirty minutes later <laughs> he still hasn't found his brother but now J T is is sad because he's alone uh he he ain't got nobody and because he can't control his dick it was the stupidest i don't think they have doctors for for, i don't think they have dick doctors brother like but this is this is the late 60s sex addiction isn't a thing but that okay Okay. I, that's what I thought. Like it wasn't a thing at the time. I mean, I don't necessarily. He was dealing. I don't think he was dealing with sex addiction. I think he was dealing with simp addiction because all the women he got was on some duplicitous simp shit. Like, oh my, I'm shy and I don't never been with a girl. No, you talking about JT though. JT was waking up with three women in bed. Yeah, but then it, it, wasn't that the same? Uh, remember, he was in the car. He said, "I tell these girls anything to sleep with them." That's some simp shit. Well, his simp shit worked. <laughs> Cause he was waking okay. up. He was waking up. Duck was looking at him like, "Why can't I get that?" You the next that? thing that happens is, um, "I'll write you a poem." Oh, when Jimmy comes by Big Red's office, because I Eddie was paranoid. This whole "you trying to replace me" thing. Oh yeah, that was, was all in his mind. Yeah, they just didn't like that he was missing shows or that he was late. They just they didn't like it, but they weren't trying to replace him. But he made it up in his mind. Or Big Red put the bug in his ear. I'm pretty sure, I, that I thought that Big Red probably did it. I'm sure. So, um, Jimmy, this is what Jimmy gets for not having a contract. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we'll just buy you out. I mean, well, you can't really he had, do anything about it. Well, he had parts of it written signed. into their original contract because he said, you know, I don't want to get pushed out again. He's like, is there something to take care of me? So I think that's why he was like, we either have to buy you out or we have to. Um, or, you know, what they eventually ended up doing. But they wrote something originally for him in that original contract because he, I guess he was learning. <laughs> so this is um, Big Red thinking with his dick because he he threatens Jimmy. I like like first, is he going to, yeah. 
What do you no. gonna, you gonna rape Eleanor? Eleanor is that is that what's gonna happen? I thought he was gonna kill her to get to him, but, no, but I then, thought I thought he was gonna rape her. Wait a minute, but did he really kill him? Because can we talk about that death thing? It was it was too like. What, what what happened to keeping your head on the swivel, nigga? Like, a, <laughs> like trust. Yeah, somebody not. somebody has called your house. Yes, but not even that. He was killed by the slowest moving vehicle in the world. Like I would have thought. I, I thought. He, how, how did how did how did the truck driver know he was gonna be outside well, at that on, moment? Like, oh, I see him. Go. Like, <laughs> hold on. You gotta I, like that the, thing the orchestration <laughs> of this. Hold on, hold on. And was then, questionable. Then, then he had to be partially deaf because trucks are loud as shit. So if one coming towards you. What is that? <laughs> he turned around like, "Oh my God! In heaven, it might hit me. Do I move? Do I step to the side? Do I sing about it?" <laughs> I thought the gun was gonna get him. That would have been more believable. It would have been better yeah, if, they shot if he just got shot, yeah. or someone, or like the valet. With the valet was actually the murder, and when and was Big like, red okay, thank you. It's like like when he goes to get the keys from the valet, the valet just stabs him. Yeah, a like, shank. Yeah, <laughs> Big Red says hello. Or something. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, did you kill him? Yeah. Like that okay, truck shit actually truck? worked. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you played it off, man. You a mastermind. The truck was going fifteen, going to speed limit. He never looked around. That's why they called me Big Red, and then just do his hair, <laughs> hair flip. And then okay. he gonna show up crying at the at the funeral. At the funeral, this just, was dirty Mac into the highest degree. I swear, it felt like the funeral was like ten minutes later. Like he literally he died, and then all right, ten minutes later, like in the real time, yeah. This funeral, yeah. Okay, this uh, I thought it like he's dirty Mac in the highest degree, and I I don't know if people know this story, and it's, it's kind of it's connected to Sam Cooke. This was inspired by Bobby Womack. Hmm. Do you know this? Yeah. Do you know this story, Abe? No. Okay, so when Sam Cooke was killed, uh, he was he was married. I can't remember her name, but like he, uh, Bobby Womack and his brothers had a group that Sam Cooke had signed or was mentoring. Two months after Sam Cooke's death, Bobby Womack married Sam Cooke's widow. Two months. They were they were sitting together at the funeral. Two months later, they get married. Sam Cooke's family is not pleased. Bobby Womack's own brothers are not pleased. I think Sam Cooke's other brothers or his other relatives beat him up because they didn't like Barbara what he was Campbell doing. Cook. Yeah. And then it gets even messier later on because Bobby one of Bobby Womack's brothers marries. Sam Cook's daughter. Yeah, I think that might have been inspired by that. So his stepdaughter later became his sister-in-law. So the whole time, Sam Cook was sitting on the dock of the bay and having that's had... Otis Redding. No, I thought Sam Cook. Oh, it is that's Otis Redding. Redding. A change. Sam is Cook come. is a change going to come. Damn, that's fucked up. That's Keep even it zero. That's even worse because the guy was like, well, you know, he, he talked about a change coming. <laughs> <laughs> I was born in the river. Um, so uh, I'm not sure who was singing at the funeral. I thought it might have been Patti LaBelle because she was on the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. But you don't see anybody singing. You you hear somebody that singing at the funeral. That money. 
but you don't see anybody. They spend all they spend all, they spend all that money in, in that riveting death scene with the trash truck. Yeah. Um. So uh, we and we see and we see uh, Big Red leave, and Bird is just Bird is suspicious. Of course, he has reason to be. Um, and then they go to see Eddie, and you know he's like everybody knows, and I don't know if anybody really knew or made the connection. But even though Bird comes in, explains his side of, the, uh, of his his perspective, and they put it together that Big Red killed Jimmy. And Big Red is found guilty, goes to jail, whatever. Eddie still leaves the group. Eddie was because they didn't want. Up. I don't. They didn't. I don't think they wanted him to leave. Eddie, Eddie was so broken up. He said he couldn't sing no more. I think yeah. Eddie was just messed up. Though. Yeah, Eddie was doing I, too much drugs, yeah, yeah. and he just couldn't. Um, but and what we're gonna learn further from this is that they didn't love Eddie for real. Well, at the beginning, you heard like they don't need Eddie. Bobby was actually the lead singer yeah. before he got shot yeah. in both legs or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, so um, were there key tars in 1972? I thought they're in the 80s at that point. They're in the 70s. I think there no, was, I thought it was Edgar in the 80s. Winter. It, it was it was still the 70s. Edgar Winter essentially kind of pioneered the key tar, or at least that's what he says. So I, I'm pretty sure it was around in 1972. Were there key tars? Because uh, that it sounded the the music sounded very early 80s R and B. But it was supposed to be the early seventies. Um, I mean, and if it wasn't, I mean, yeah. there's other parts of this movie that are um, there's some anachronism yeah. things. Uh, JT is just he's just a jealous dude who uh, he yeah he can't control himself, but I think he it's like he has no identity because he's 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 like. You hear whose name are they calling out? Yeah, they calling Flash's name. He's the lead singer of the group. No, nah, man, they're not calling your name. And you didn't. You don't sing lead. They, they, of course, they're, they're not calling your no, name. No, 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 no. But no, no. Fuck that. The next time we go on stage, I'm just gonna fuck up our whole set and just come out there. And That's a Bobby Brown. He, I was like, he Bobby Browned <laughs> it. Bobby he Brown Bobby Browned it. <laughs> oh man, you know who I felt bad in that whole scene? I felt bad for that dude who was like, baby, I. I pay for your tickets. Now, I know my head. got front row seats. They they messed up bald head guy, man. Oh, man. Now, he wasn't bald. I felt some kind of way about that. He was the worst kind of bald. It was receding. I felt some kind of way about that. Was it? Is that grounds for divorce? Yes. No. no, no. Yes. (laughs) That's not grounds for divorce. He left her there. Yeah, but did he like leave her? Leave her? Leave yes. her? Leave? He no, left no, no. her at the show. No, he but did. He her. leave her. Leave when her. he walked off from that seat, he walked out of her life. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. Like, is that grounds for divorce? Divorce means we got to talk sometime to get this shit settled. Not necessarily. You somebody got to sign some paper. It's a dissolution. You just dissolution of the marriage. You just cheated with song. Yeah, like you had an orgasm through song. Yeah, it's over. Oh, some shit I paid for. Mentally penetrated you. It's over. It's over. We're done. And then you gonna go home. She's she gonna go home. She she got his jacket. She got the number. Obviously, the number didn't call nowhere, right? She gonna she gonna find that out later. Right. It's a payphone. It's a payphone. <laughs> it's a house of <laughs> And I learned. All right. Um so they go, uh this was another one of the famous uh, what scenes that black people like from this film. It's actually one of the saddest, cringiest 
scenes in a black film and, I have ever seen. Well, when they're outside after the concert, yeah, I love that those hats. But no, yeah, no, that was they, they, they came out sharp. Yeah, two things. Let me speak on this. Two things. One, I know that suit he had on. Stank. I know it stank. The way it came out from that from that nasty ass trench coat he was wearing, and it still shined. Look, let me tell you something. You are in rock bottom because he was full crackhead at that moment, right? Because crackheads will sell everything, but that rock and that dream and the soup was that dream. But he kept he kept it in the closet, neat. He's like, and he's like, one day, one day, I'm gonna get back in the group. He been following them niggas outside, but one day they gonna see me, and they gonna see it in his mind, in his oh, adult God. brain. If they see me with this suit, I'm instantly coming back to the group. And this how I know these niggas ain't shit, right? This how I know these niggas ain't shit. They let him sit out there and, and embarrass him and make him fool himself. Now, and it was so quiet. Yes, it was so quiet. Like. You had all these screaming people on the other side of the fence. He gets through. They didn't just leave. No. Yeah. They're all standing and there, they, and there are people behind him. Like, like when they where they came out, there are people back there too. Yeah. Like, and it was so quiet. And they could have just been like, "Nah, bro, let's we get gonna, you some help. We gonna let's get you some help." But 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 first and foremost. Let's make sure the nigga you've been talking shit don't see you like this, Flash. Yeah. Let's make sure. And what did what, what did Flash do? No, no, no. Them niggas, them niggas was like, shh, shh, shh. Flash coming. No, nah, Flash fun. had like five girls. No, yeah, yeah, he had an entourage. He had he had a truffle load of bitches, right? He coming in just look at him like, ha! Look at your punk ass. Man. I won. I won. <laughs> Oh. Eddie Kendricks. <laughs> oh man! And then one one guy was like, "Duh, I, I I can give you some money." JT was like, "You embarrassing yourself." And then um, Rock, aka <laughs> Choir Boy, <laughs> he was like, "Come on, man, don't do it like this." Not none of them niggas was like, "You know what? Let's let's get you to the hotel." Yeah. You know, scooter side bitches. This is my homeboy. You know, we grew up together. We. We not only did we start this group together, we um we faced racist cops down in Mississippi together. This this is in this a is station the, wagon. This, in a station wagon. This is a bond. Nah, fuck that. So yeah, um, uh, so after that, okay, so they're recording this new album, and then Tanya and Duck come in. They announce they are engaged. JT doesn't take it very well because he's like a. Cause he and he, did you you knew okay you you realized Instantly, that yeah and what's funny is like how do you, how, you don't even know her I'm like they've been together like four years yes yeah they still don't know each other yeah you can you don't marry this girl I'm like come on man but what was what was a missing plot to me was did Quabo know that they were fucking because they had like an argument outside yeah because she was JT him was, was go between yeah he was he was their go between. That's why when when they went to see Sarge in the hospital, uh, Duck thought that she was having an affair with Choir Boy, but he was just like the messenger or whatever for JT, which was never really explored. It wasn't explored no. nor that explained. Choir Boy knew what was going on, and that's why he ain't shit. Happen. Yes, but but the most ancient moment to me is that. Um, right after this time, I think it's sped to the next scene when they find out what happened to Eddie. 
they like on the yeah, radio. That, that yeah, and got, they just glossed uh, over it. That he got shot. Because I, I wrote down that um, on the radio, Eddie gets in a shootout with the cops. Yeah, that's He's in critical condition, and Duck has no reaction. No one goes to see I, him. I, you know what you know the fucked up part about? I thought they were going to see him. I was like, oh, man, he must be going to the um to the hospital to see his friend. I figured he was about to die. Yeah. No, that nigga was just going home. I was like, wait, wait what? Yeah. So he uh, he finds out that it was he when he followed Tanya, and he finds out that from the bellhop that his brother just went in there wow, too. Wow, two, two five heartbeats in one night. Wow. Oh man. <laughs> like, and I'm like, Tanya is toxic because oh. she and or she she's a player. She's toxic to say something like, "I love you, JT," but I'm in love with Duck. Like, what does that mean? That is it, exactly. It does. You're not saying anything. You want your man and your <laughs> no, no. Him. Put it this way: you are so nice, Duck, but your brother is slinging wood. Okay, <laughs> look, you are so Red nice. Red wood, like a strong kind. <laughs> look, look, look. Now, when, when when you fuck me, you you have poems afterwards, and I feel like a better human being. But when when JT come in and, and, and hit this monkey, it's like I'm about to die. That's what I need because I'm a toxic bitch. Okay? I don't want to feel loved and special. I don't want to be cheated on and choked on and shit. And you can't get that to me. <laughs> so in the next he scene, slapper and it's all soft. When, when <laughs> after JT says, you got to tell him the truth. And she just says, I can't. And the scene is over. Like, okay. So I wondered, like, did they fuck after that, or did she just leave, or I don't know? And, and we never see her again, do we? No, at the um, when they're getting their gold record, mm-hmm. she's in that scene. That's and the and, and, he, and that's when he. Oh quit. yeah, and when they when basically when they break up, yeah. she was like, oh, "Yeah, I just want to say, I'm first Flash got out there was like, yeah." <laughs> It's lonely at the top, and you'll see it in your stories about two weeks. Like two weeks, two weeks. You recorded this album while right you recorded that album. Right now, <laughs> damn, <laughs> damn, Flash, you were superhero. <laughs> and then JT was like, "It was a double whammy, man." Let me tell you something. If if two people had the first two mics in the acceptance speech and say they're leaving the group, no one else should come up. Yeah, no, no, they were already up there. That was funny. It's like okay. Y'all just gonna keep giving speeches after <laughs> yeah, Flash just announced like yeah, after I'm that, leaving no more and my new album. No more, no more like that, it should have been over. But Duck had to give his. I guess he had to say his piece because yeah. he knew what. Because he, you know, he realized what was going on. But even after Duck gave his speech, it like there was still the applause. The ceremony went on. Let me tell you, <laughs> that's a good question for you, Greg. And then JT was like, "Thank you very much." <laughs> I'm like, what, what are we ben, doing? Ben Lee, Ben, Ben, Ben Lee, Ben Flash. All right. Okay, Ben leaves the group. Uh-huh. I'm Doug. I basically uh, say fuck you to the rest of the group and say I'm leaving. What's your speech gonna be like when it's her time to speak? I, I, I guess I'll be JT. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then, then really cool be, record, y'all. Hey, no matter what we say, they'll still keep a plug. <laughs> Like, you know what? Since we want, since we want up and uh, I just go up there and say something crazy. The FBI shot shot JFK and Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, since we confess a deep dark secrets, I have a debilitating coke habit. <laughs> and you, <laughs> he said, I wear women's drawers and I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so after this, after they make up, the bum. and it seemed to be like. 
And, and every city we go to, I murder a rambler. I murder a rambler. Oh my god! Oh my god! I don't see how y'all haven't connected Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Uh, well, well, since we're giving it out, in every city we go to, I murder a rambling, uh, a random homeless guy. I don't know. I don't know how y'all wouldn't put this shit together, man. Y'all been looking. Y'all been looking for the Zodiac killer. You missed the the five heartbeat killer. Y'all, y'all keep clapping. I just finished murdering one the other day. I, and while I was murdering, I did what Flash did and wrote a song about. It. <laughs> it's, it's called Soul Knife. <laughs> someone get someone on the phone. Get Bruckheimer on the phone. We gotta remake this. <laughs> Soul Knife. I like that. Oh man. And it won't even be true. It wouldn't even be true. I would just be trying to one-up them. It's like, look, man, is that true about the homeless thing? Nah, man, I just smoke crack, but. <laughs> one, one nigga making hours behind his back, the other man sleeping with his brother's wife. Oh, God. How do I one-up that? <laughs> then if you really want to make it dramatic, out of nowhere, doors open. Eddie Kane Jr. <laughs> no, no, no. The door just bust open. And um, what's the guy's name who said who died? Oh, God, Jimmy. Jimmy Jimmy's alive. Jimmy Potter, people. Jimmy, Ladies and gentlemen, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Potter. Just, Jimmy just busted. I dodged. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make this happen. Oh man, okay. that was the dumbest part of that whole scene is that these men spilling their life dreams and no one cut the ceremony. It's like, we just gonna keep going, man. We paid, we, I'm in my nice dress. Hey, look, they manager dead. There's no one to stop yeah. them. <laughs> and like, bro, it's only, it's a, sh- sh- should we stop it? No, no. We Some got two more people. I ordered the steak. <laughs> he said, hey man, hey man, shouldn't we stop the nah, nigga? There's three more heartbeats out there. We gotta see what they gonna say. <laughs> they, I, I guess they one up at each other. <laughs> Uh, so after that, they break up, and it seems to be at least maybe like 15 years later, uh, Duck gets a letter from Choir Boy, and uh, he put his money into his father's church. So he actually did go back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he didn't He didn't run the church. Like, I was disappointed. Yeah. I was like, man, this is a nice church. You you just. You the choir director? You the choir director. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, it's got to be fancy. It's got to be fancy. Minister of music. music. There you go. There you go. <laughs> De- deacon <laughs> of praise worship. Um, so uh, Duck is wearing glasses. Choir boys wearing glasses. So I wrote, glasses mean time oh. has passed. Yes. <laughs> oh. Yes. Um, and the apparently the third time is the charm for Baby Doll um, because <laughs> when he when she first saw him using, she left him, and then she came back. And then after he left the group, she left him. <laughs> and then when she came back, 
when I guess he finally cleaned himself up. Let me tell you something. Shout out to Kevin Simmons. When you find you a high value man, <laughs> <laughs> is Eddie a high value man? Eddie's a high value man, man. <laughs> Eddie Kane Jr. Eddie, Eddie Kane Jr. What other niggas name Eddie Kane yeah. Jr.? Lead singer of the Five Heartbeats. Oh man, don't get more high value than that. I know. See, that's the problem. She didn't break up her home or any other bitch would have said, nah, drugs and and and, and. But she she still came back though. Uh huh. She she realized that he was high value. Uh huh. And he's like, well, I mean, if he clean himself up, I'll come back. Uh-huh. So that's what he did, uh-huh. and she came back. Uh-huh. Because he also had to realize that he is a high-value man. Absolutely. Because he lost his way. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Amen. Uh-huh. You know, that's you know, you know see, that's, see, that's the, pro- that's the problem. See, that's, that's, that's the difference between real women back in the um, <laughs> 50s and 60s and these new cancel culture Feminazi bitches like a normal oh. a oh normal girl would have took her man beating, cheating, doing drugs as a sign to quit. Cause they were qu- cause these new bitches are quitters. <laughs> <laughs> and that dude is still waiting on his steak. <laughs> they brought him chicken, he's waiting on his steak. Sitting here watching the ceremony. These folks crazy. But I paid a lot of money for this ticket. Uh, and then he gonna come up there, Duck, we need you to write us some music. Okay, I mean, I don't know why Eddie's like happy. He's like, none of y'all niggas visit me in the hospital. I was I was laid up. I was bruh, in a gunfight. I had a gunfight with the with the police department, bro. I was at rock bottom and y'all I didn't almost help me. Died. <laughs> you know, I still I still got that silver suit in my closet. Just a remembrance of how niggas treat you. He's probably like, I'm still paying these hospital bills. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I'm on my then he was like, I'm on my 12 step program. So he ain't even like he ain't even finished it. He yeah, he ain't even finished it. Like I, I would want him I mean, to be. It's a process though. But twelve steps is like twelve days, right? No, 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 no. no. Oh no, it could take a year, maybe longer. So, so if this fall off, if something going, he, he back right back on the pipe. Yeah. <laughs> but this time, when they see him, he gonna be in the but deacon. He, he managing a group. Okay. He learned from Jimmy, or learned what not to do, or whatever. Don't trust nigga named Red. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so after that. Um, so he tells him like where JT is. And so he finds J- Duck finds JT with a girl from the beginning of the film. Yes. That he was messing with in the closet or wherever that was. Yes, he went back to her. And they got two kids. So he went back to her all along. Not Tanya. So what makes JT the most ancient person is that he found love, but what he did caused Duck so much trauma that he would never find love. That he again. wouldn't. That he's alone. He's alone. Mm. And then to rub it in, to rub salt in the wound, he gonna name his child Duck, so that he can get a daily remember of how a normal life would be. What well, like <laughs> Duck said, whoever has kids first, first yeah, name the name them after me. I never understood that trope. It kind of remind me of um, a league of their own. Where the 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 um the sisters get into like a bit fight, and um it's just so groundbreaking, so much hate, mm-hmm. right? And they just couldn't they just couldn't see it through. So they now they old and they had kids, and the kids don't know <laughs> about all the trauma. No, yeah. don't know this day uncle. Oh yeah, that that bothers me. Like yeah, I get they, they, yeah, they have no idea who he is. Yeah, who is this person who looks exactly like you? <laughs> 
You know, we used to be in the singing group. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> okay, so then um, I get they reconcile, and there's a cookout where Choir Boy burns the ribs that terribly. <laughs> um, here's a throwback. Donnie Simpson, a special yeah, edition I saw of that. Video I was like, Soul. Donnie Simpson. Oh, <laughs> man, I was like, bruh. That's a throwback. Is he still alive? I think he is. Yes. Because uh, Video Soul is coming back. Their BET is bringing it back. With him? With him as the host. Okay. Is he all there? Yeah. He's probably only like, what, in his 50s maybe? He's probably in his 60s now. 60s? He can't be in his 50s being. We damn near 40. What did I say? I said in his 60s, right? No, you, you said, said in his 50s. Oh, my God. No, he's in he's 60s. He's in his 60s. Yeah, yeah he's he, in his 60s. He's in his 70s. Um, so, uh, I wrote, well, at that cookout, there's no way these kids are fans of Flash. <laughs> there is no possible way. And the horsemen. And the five horsemen. Ugh. Uh, that was gross. Was it? Um, and then what <laughs> was funny where, like, uh, uh, they're gonna show. Hey, this is how this is how we suppose. This is how the how real music goes. Uh, so basically, they're trying to roast Flash, even mm-hmm. though he's still famous. Yeah. Exactly. So he beat them again. Yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they sounded like some haters. I that nigga ain't gonna be playing in my house. I'm like, yeah, because you're obviously in debt. That was a very get off my lawn moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But at at that point where they're like, we will show you how 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 it's supposed to go, and then you know. Uh, they want Eddie to come up. No, no, they well, he wants to want to hang with you. Want to hang with Eddie K. Junior. But they want Duck was the last one to come up, and he said, "I ain't saying in years." Like there, like, the trauma it, that yeah. I just mentioned that he went through, it's still very much. Present. And it, and it's a daily reminder. You sent him to a family union with kids he should have had with the wife his brother stole from him. You should have. Like, remember the yeah. last time we were together? I found out you had fucked my fiance. <laughs> <laughs> and we ain't speak to each other for 15 years. But their mama was still. That's what I don't get. Like, they both got the same grandmama. So they just organize, organized the hate. It's like, yeah, that nigga duck come on Wednesday and Thursday. That's why. Just to keep the charade going. We ain't going to never visit grandma on Wednesday and Thursday. Just going to be on Tuesday. Um, they got all these cousins and shit. And the little boy, I don't know. Look. Real, real talk. The little boy's special needs. And the, <laughs> Jeez, he's like, "Who is this boy? You know that's your uncle." Oh, you sure he's special needs? He's like three. He don't know his uncle though. He's never seen him before. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. They haven't, they haven't talked to each other in fifteen years. He's never seen him before. I, look, I, 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 I'm not gonna ask. This is you, a stranger. I'm not gonna ask you this. So I'm gonna ask myself this. All right, now, it's some family members I don't claim. Okay. And I might not never want to see them again, but if they got that man roll up on my um on my cookout, I'm gonna know who they are. I mean, when they met in the park or wherever that was by the tree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, man, I don't know how it, I don't know how it is in the Greg household. All my uncles look alike. If my if, if my uncle say. If somebody come up to me and be like, uh, so you were that discerning when you were three years old. We're talking about a three-year-old kid. That's why I say he's special needs. So I so, guess Greg, he, I guess Abe is saying he was that discerning. He was that discerning when he was three years old. I, 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 I wasn't. I wasn't that discerning. I was looking at Look at noses. Look, bells have a very distinctive feature. 
with the nose. Oh my God! If I if I see if I see, let me tell you something. If family members they're a little bit younger that I really grow up with, and it's a lot of us go to a cookout. I don't know all of them. I look at the nose and the <laughs> head. Oh yeah, yeah. That's one of us. I don't know your name, but okay. So, um, there were some budgetary constraints with this movie. Oh, about, obviously. Uh, in the box office, it only made eight point seven million dollars. Um. So, um, but did, I, they, did they make that money in China? I don't know. <laughs> they probably didn't care about China back then. So in the so he used <clears throat> lesser known uh, actors for the most part. Um, Leon, Diane Carroll, and Harold Nicholas were like the the big names, I mm-hmm. guess you might say. Was Leon a big name at that time? Uh, big enough. He'd been he'd been a, a few things by that time. Um. And he he considered Denzel Washington for Eddie Kane yeah, Jr. Denzel wouldn't do it. Yeah. Denzel had already won an Oscar at that time. It's like, nope. Hell no. Uh, and Whitney Houston as Baby Doll. She was like, it's too small. That would have been her first film, but yeah. nah. They could have made the part bigger for her, though, to bring her in. You they they would have had to make it bigger. You think they gave Whitney a... <laughs> she would have did it. Did people know that about her, though, at that time? I don't think people knew yet. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe only like, Bobby. Only yeah. Bobby knew. and Robin. <laughs> <laughs> the people closest to her life. Uh, so. Um, but how much did it take to make? Uh, I'm not seeing what the budget was, because but it, it was smaller than the 8.75. It was probably like two million, maybe. Million? Two million. Dollars. I was about two hundred thousand. It might have been that, but. If they had, if they had a, a an Academy Award nominee in Diane Carroll, that was the only one they could afford. They couldn't get Denzel. Also, uh, <clears throat> I think I think they might have got two million because Hollywood Shuffle was already successful at this time. So this was like three, four years after Hollywood Shuffle. It got moderate success. Siskel and Anibra said. A feature-length Townsend shows a real talent and, not surprisingly, an ability to avoid most cliches. To go for the human truth in his characters. By the end, we really care about these guys. There is an obligatory showing of racial prejudice against the group, and it seems a little tacked on. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, as if the only purpose of the Southern trip <laughs> was to justify the scene. So this is what Cisco and Neva was like. Uh, so why are we in the South? Oh yeah, racism. We can't have a full a full show without racism. I mean, they saying this moderately successful. I I would give them a million dollars as as a production budget for the simple fact that I'm pretty sure they weren't paying these guys top talent. I mean. So a lot of these guys have never rose above. Um, yeah, find anything about the budget. Yeah, yeah, I've seen the box office eight point seven five million. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing if it made three times what it's worth, that's considered a success. So. And he used all that money to bank. To, and they're saying that it was greenlit with an eight point seven million dollar budget. So either they either they broke even or that number it was not the budget. Well, I, the, I saw that article. I think that's for a musical that they want to make based off of it. Oh yes, it is. Yeah, they want to make a musical yeah. based off of it. Okay, so that was a totally different thing. Well, I don't know because 
Robert Townsend Doug is a little expensive because Meteor Man was twenty million budget and box office was eight. Oh, okay. So here it is. I found this. So with Hollywood Shuffle <clears throat> providing a springboard, Townsend noticed a big shift in attention given to the five heartbeats, with quote going from a budget of a hundred and thousand hundred thousand dollars to almost nine million. Oh God. So they it almost slopped. broke even. Yeah. 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 So, uh, all uh, to conclude this, um, since y'all watched the watched the movie for the first time, and like I said I didn't hype this up to them at all, but this is one of those black people black people classic movies. Mm-hmm. Don't be et. It's on bounce. Funny the night I watched it, The Temptations was also on. And what was the better movie, Greg? Me, Ben. I enjoyed both, only because, I mean, Temptations is clearly better. Let's just be real. I know. <laughs> I was about to say you enjoyed both. What? But I think maybe, like, yeah, I enjoyed both. I think maybe, like, pacing was a little bit rushed. You could have probably, this probably could have benefited a little bit more if it was made a miniseries like The Temptations or like The Jackson's American Dream. Where well, it wasn't I think just, Robert Townsend tried to... Uh, one up that, yeah, because he directed the Little Richard uh, TV movie mm-hmm. with Leon as Little Richard. I saw that one. Yeah. yeah, it could have been made better, but to me, it was exactly what I expected. It looked like it was made in 1991. It has that the film look that I actually kind of like sometimes, but it it was exactly what I thought it was. Like, I, like I so, so therefore I just I wasn't disappointed. I like the music. Um, I didn't realize some of those songs, like the um, Nights Like This, I Wish. I didn't realize that came from the Five Heart Beats. I've always loved that song. Never realized that, though. What song is that? Nights Like This, I Wish. The raindrops would fall. You know, he shows up. He said, like, Eddie Kane started up singing it. Say, I can still sing it. Nights Like This, I Wish. Like, he tries it, but, yeah, I didn't realize that was from that movie. Hmm. Um, yeah. Um but yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed it just because I went into it with the expectation that it's probably gonna be it's gonna look a little dated just because of how old it is and you're gonna have some things that worked in 1991 that just you could not do 30 years later now. Uh, I mean, and the I, acting's I'm, gonna be cheesy because it was just cheesy. Was this released in movie theaters? Yeah, yeah. So I think it would have been like a great. Netflix or oh yeah well nowadays yeah it's low budget but I think also nowadays you can get better looking movies that come on Netflix just because movie making equipment is cheaper audio equipment is cheaper all these things are cheaper so you could probably get something much better and then just because of how we are now and just from this conversation it'd be a lot darker I think Jimmy's getting gunned down oh yeah this oh yeah was, this was a uh, kind of a uh. A little bit of an important time for black directors mm-hmm. getting the um, being put in charge of a movie because it's, it's basically how black directors were looked at the time is how people still look at black quarterbacks that they can't lead or they can't yeah. uh, they can't be in charge of a of a big project like this. Like I think well, because a year they were, later John Singleton gets poisoned the hood. I think like one or yeah. two years later. Yeah, sure. And at that time, and then Singleton becomes the first. The, yeah, and he's only 24 years old at the time. That was a big deal. Right out of USC film school, you get to make your passion project. Like, that's a big deal. And he be, and he becomes the first 
black director to be nominated for best director. Yeah. But then but then it, it's it's this handful of but it's only it was only like a handful of directors. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Townsend, you got Singleton, Spike Lee, yeah. um Ernest Dickerson, <clears throat> Maddie Rich, and Gordon Parks had retired. Yeah, so <laughs> it was only like it was only a handful of directors. So you know, in thinking that, well, I'm not, I may not get a whole lot of chances to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make the one that I really want to make, and I'm going to do whatever I have to do to make it. So that's why Robert Townsend kind of satirizes the whole kind of situation with Hollywood Shuffle. But then him and Keenan Ivory Wayans made this kind of made wrote this script mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. make this film, but and it's the one they really wanted to make. And then Townsend had had another idea apparently while they're the incomparable <laughs> Meteor Man. I think Meteor Man could have been bigger if Maybe. if he didn't hire his friends. Well, no, Meteor Man. I think he tra- he tried to take Me- his friends with him. Meteor Man was huge. It had Bill Cosby. It had um, Earl. Get the budget. Uh, he had a bigger budget. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you get Bill Cosby and Robert Guillaume and uh, Brian McKnight. It wasn't Brian McKnight. It was Luther Vandross. Vandross. Luther Vandross. Yeah. Same difference. Okay. Eddie, Eddie Daddy Kane. Eddie Griffith was an up and coming comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, was Sinbad in there? Sinbad was in yeah. it too. Um, Marla Gibbs. Marla Gibbs. Yeah. Um, I, I would like to honestly. I would like to see that movie remade because it's actually an, an interesting. A young Don Cheadle. It's actually an interesting plot. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It's an it's an interesting plot. Just, the execution's a little off, but like in terms of like. No, it got well. Sick. It was it was it was it it was more like happy comic book, and I mm-hmm. mean like as far as the style. Mm-hmm. But if it were made today, yeah, it would be a hell of a lot darker. Yeah. Well, no, I would make it, I would make it happy like that. Put it in the hands of the MCU, let them action comedy it. I think they could. I think they do a great job with. Yeah, it. but I don't know if they do it because they didn't create the character. Yeah, I, I think they do a great job nah. with it. There it, are no Meteor Man comics. Disney ain't about creating new characters. They about stealing it and rebranding. Yeah, exactly. Do that with Meteor Man. But they you got to buy. You got to buy it from him. I mean, it's only so many. It it's Tom. only so many black superheroes. Because I mean, he was still. I mean, because what did he do? Almost twenty years later, still Condor. He made a superhero movie with Disney. Oh yeah, up up and away. Up up and away. And then what did they do with that? They stole it and made it sky high. <laughs> oh, I'm I telling for, you, Robert for, Townsend, he, I, I bet you they would buy about, it from him. I forgot about Up, Up, and Away. I bet it you they would Charmin buy it Hemsley from him. Yeah. It. Yep. Oh, man. Make a me- I'm telling you, Disney should remake Meteor Man and get you, get you a young black cast to do it. I think it does well, especially if you give it the Disney treatment. You don't have to put them in the MCU or nothing, but, like, put it in the, like, Make give it the Disney treatment because I mean, it's got a lot of comedy. It's got a nice little heart of gold story where you, you're trying to. It's still kind of dark though because when they when the meter hits him, that was kind of scary. Not yeah. well, not when the not after when it the was meter hits him. In them. When they yeah. when the Golden Lord tried to, try kill, to him. kill him, yeah, and his hands are bleeding. Sh- they were hitting him. Yeah, he was shot like forty times. Yeah, way more than Fifty Cent. And it's like, what if he wasn't? <laughs> what if he wasn't? 
Well, they tried to kill all those people, and he blocked the bullets. Yeah, <laughs> and that was a good was scene. Like pe- there was so much. Kind of, there's so much attempted murder. Yeah, <laughs> and his hands are bleeding because that was the powers a, are wearing off. That and, was a really good scene. He was yeah. like, "I've come to give you." Da-da-da. Yeah, it was very. That was that was kind of ahead of his time scene right yeah. there. So I really think I would I would remake it just because I don't. To me, nothing is sacred. I would remake any movie. I'm that type of person. I don't care. I wanted to see Michael Bay remake the Shawshank Redemption just because why not? If what, I had a billion dollars, I'd make it happen. So Eddie Dufresne. So where's the explosion? Is it going to be when, in, the, in the sewer when no, Eddie escapes? when Eddie escapes, he escapes in his explosion, and when he walks off, it's just boom, boom, yeah. boom, 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 and he just walks out. So everybody in Shawshank dies. <laughs> Except for, Except for Red. Except for Red. Well, Except I would for prob- Red. I would probably make it more so like an action. Like instead of him climbing out, he fights his way out. Fight through the through the sisters or through the guards. Through the guards, he's okay. fighting his way out. He's like collecting everything he needs, and next thing you know, he's like built some bootleg weapons and he fights his way out. I'm telling you, man. I would just, but that's just me because I like to see different movies made in different styles. So I wouldn't mind seeing like just something, just something that you would never think to be made a certain way. Make it that way. Like, why not? You know, but mm-hmm. I don't have infinite money, you know, 